Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hours. I'm Kobe Miller. We got the professor, Richard Hoskins, in the studios. Shout out to Gaffney, South Carolina. Sorry, I'm just going to jump in for a quick second. That was a low-energy intro. Okay, I'll... I'll pick Co- it up. No, no, come on, come on, give us something now. Come on, we're, we're, we're going to redo this now. This is good as so I'll be in, but redoing it. Come on, I can give it a shot. Give us some, give us some energy, Richard. <laughs> All right, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour in the house tonight. We've got the man himself, Kobe Miller, and I am the professor, Richard Hoskins. Okay, okay. So the first segment, guys, is going to be me teaching you guys how to do a radio intro. I've never done this before. I know, which is why I'm here to teach you as the radio professional. I'm here to teach you guys. What was wrong with mine? You forgot his whole tagline. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's kind of running a different role tonight. Yeah. So, so show host slash legal counsel, Kobe Miller. There you go. And then you pause and you let him say. That's. No, no, you pause for a second. Okay. Kobe yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. You're What's right. going on, everyone? Okay. And then I go, we have the man himself, the man with the numbers, the professor, Richard Hoskins. You're good at this. It's like I, I, I do this for a living. I know. I can tell. <laughs> so I, I guess we got to explain why it's the three of us in here. That that would be fitting. Um, Kobe, you want to take this one? Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to have a special call-in guest tonight. And with that being said, our boy Rob Pitts is out in Vegas at the world-renowned you know, I, I don't I don't feel bad for him. Yeah, really? Like, I, I kind of despise him. Because, you know, he's in Vegas. It's sunny. It's, it's cold. Not, it's probably not it sunny right now. It actually is cold out there. It's cold in Vegas. Yes. It's nighttime, so yeah, it's it probably not cold. sunny. It okay, is. well, actually, no. When we're recording, this is still daytime. Yeah, they're three hours behind us. Uh, so, so, yeah, it's still daytime for like another hour over there. Do they do daylight savings time? Yes. Okay. But it is cold out there right now. Wait. Wh- I wouldn't say cold, but very cool. Oh, hold not up. like this. Do they do daylight savings time? Right. <laughs> He yes. Does, he does numbers, not globes. Do, if we do daylight savings time in South Carolina, then we have to, as a whole nation, under God, that do is, the same thing. That is not true. Um, they're actually talking about in South Carolina doing away with it, which would cause problems. I, I get what you're saying. But. Yes, but like what, what I'm saying is right now is, yes, they, they partake in it. Everyone does. I have not heard a case where anyone has gone away from daylight savings time. This has nothing to do with hot rods or a happy hour. But actually, no, this has to deal with a a happy hour because this is an hour either forward or behind. Well, and it probably is happy hour in Vegas right now. It is. Every time it's happy hour in Vegas. Let's be real here. (laughs) Go into the casino and get free drinks. Exactly. So he's over in SEMA right now. Yes. I've never been. Nor do I know anything about SEMA. It is an auto trade show. It's the biggest auto trade show in the world. So it's not really a car show. 
but it is to um, recognize and to showcase the um, aftermarket availability of things, all things automotive. And on top of that, that's how it started out, but then it turned into having cars and car shows and different builds and build-offs and everything else in SEMA itself, and it became this massive, massive five-day event. Is it basically just a giant celebration of cars? Yes. Pretty much. And not only cars, and anything related to cars, whether it's wheels, tires, stickers, windshield wipers, anything automotive. Detailing, all that stuff. Wrapping. Wrapping, uh, engine mods, exhaust, you name it, front to back, up, down, it's there. Even keychains. It's an industry event. Yep. So, like, I can only imagine how many times Rob has mentioned a C4 Corvette. Probably zero. No, let's be real here. No, I'm serious. Probably zero out there. Well, it's, Come not, on. it's not current. So No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking, like, walking around talking to people about C4 Corvettes. I'm saying, like, he gets into a story time mode, and it just so happens that he talks about a C4 Corvette. Probably telling a lot of stories out there because he's meeting like all the people from all the shows and all. Well, he already knows them, but yeah, um, he's talking to all those people. So yeah, I mean, just looking at uh, the lifetime of Rob Pitts, I'd say it might come up. How much product do you think he's carrying around with him? Because let's be real here, it's it sometimes gets hot in Vegas and under the lights. He might be sweating. He might need to re up with product. Well, it's one of them things. He. Where what he's doing is, you know, you're walking around from booth to booth to booth to booth. Yeah, these people are already set up. So as he's walking, yeah, he's talking to some of these people inside these booths. But I don't think he's bringing any extra product. For his oh hair. no, no, I was I was saying for his hair. Probably. No, no, no. I mean, no. he's probably got a little tube in his yeah. jacket or something. He's gotta make sure it looks good. Because I'm sure he's wearing a shop shirt right now and probably a hot rods and happy hour jacket, which do Cut have jeans. Yeah, um, and the hot rods and happy hour jackets do have good pockets. They do. I I made specifically could, that they have. Yeah, nice you did. Pockets. You did great. <laughs> Sorry to derail the whole first segment about what SEMA is and what no no where that's, Rob is. Well, that's great. I think it's a fitting. <laughs> it's it's a fitting bring into our show. We're going to talk about some other stuff in a little bit, but uh, I, I don't think that it's probably fallen on deaf ears that in fact Rob is not here. Um, so it, I, I can't I can't tell. <laughs> like I'm here in studio and I can't tell that he's gone. There's a Christmas tree in the studio that will be Rob Pitts for the rest of the I, evening. I'm trying to figure out. We've been doing this a long time, and they didn't have a Christmas tree in here last year. Why is this Christmas tree in here? I don't know. Uh, Somebody got very festive around look, here. Look, I support. Can I, can I, I set it outside? No, uh, we cannot. I support a lot of decisions, and 99 percent of decisions that Intercom communications makes because i'm a great employee uh i'm very adamant <laughs> about my christmas uh celebration starting much later than this because we're recording this you know when we usually do and it's it's still very early in november yeah but the thing of it is too the poor christmas tree here he's missing all kinds of lights <laughs> like the top is blank and the middle's blank but you got they, they it, it's just, an inside-out tree. Should you just assume that tree's gender? Well, yeah, it's a he. 
You can tell. He's all mixed. He's like, all mixed. It's a plastic tree. How can you tell? <laughs> He's all mixed matched. A man put that tree up. If a female put that tree up, it would look a heck of a lot better than that. I can tell you that now. Yeah, I gotta say the uh, ornaments are not really spaced uh, yeah. evenly. And then like the lights, a woman would never let that fly. Uh, you're probably right, Patrick. Did you put up that tree? No, I did not. That is a huge. I would tree. not do anything like that. Again, I celebrate Christmas much later than this i wouldn't either i hate christmas trees i had a girlfriend that uh insisted that i get a real tree one year and i want to stress one year um because i I don't cleaning up a real tree is just a pain everything about a real tree is a pain sad part is we do setting it on fire we do four real trees at my house every year that's four four why don't ask me it's against i i don't when it comes to decorating, it's You're out. I'm out. I will literally get on the ladder and put the lights up, and that is it. You're probably not out when it comes to putting those trees up. Uh, yes, I am. Oh, well, that's cool. I I'm, might reconsider if that was an option. Yep, I will not do it. No. I will get on the ladder on the high part and put the lights up. Other than that, nope, out. Nah, see, I, but I, my house literally looks like Santa Land. Yes, you know. No. <laughs> I'm talking to I, everywhere you look. I don't care if you even go into the bathroom or the spare bathroom. There's something to do with Christmas. I'm like, oh, my God. I just put a bowl of candy canes on the table. <laughs> I, I, I I do good enough just to put a tree up. I'm just ready yeah, for I Thanksgiving. I don't do trees. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. We all are. Look, I, I'm, I'm going to cut weight here in a little bit to prepare for Thanksgiving meals. <laughs> I'm probably. I need to do that same thing. You, you got to prep. You got to juice cleanse. You know. Yeah, it does Make sound sure. pretty good. We're gonna have to get into a commercial break here real quick, Richard. Got to pay the bills. Yes, sir. Stay tuned right here on 106.3 WORD. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there.
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. In the studio tonight, we've got the man himself, Hot Rods and Happy Hours legal counsel and all-around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, Richard? And then we got the producer, the man that makes the magic happen, Patrick. Do you not know my last name? I forgot it. Brown. I know. Okay. <laughs> we need to give you a nickname. I'm Patty Cakes. FJ. Not, 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 not that. Uh, Patty FJ. P-Mac. You're not a PMAC. Uh, We're just going to start calling you the boss. Puppet master. Puppet master. You are the puppet master. There we go. I'm All the right. one that controls the strings. That is By the true. way, the guy, the guy talking is the professor himself, Richard Hoskins. I, I'm not used to introducing myself. Well, I know. What's going like, on? How about a shout out to the biggest little city in the world, Reno, Nevada? There you go. Much uh, better. What are we talking about tonight, Kirby? I think we ought to kick it off and talk more about what we left off last week. Not necessarily Volkswagens, but small cars. Yeah, road little, race cars. So, so cars. I wasn't here last week. You weren't? No, I wasn't here. We talked about the best vehicle ever made. Which was? C4 Corvette. Volkswagen. Beetle? All of them. Well, all yeah, them. we made it up to the water pumpers. We made it all the way up to the water pumpers. Well, I mean, I, I think one of the, obviously, the more popular vehicles of Volkswagen has now, at least in this day and age, become the bus. Well, yeah, yeah. The Volkswagen buses, yep. especially nowadays. That's the Type yeah. 4. It, it, it's it's the trendy vehicle. Well, it's the it's type the holy four. grail of Volkswagens. Yeah. You might as well say. Well, but uh, we're the, not talking about Volkswagens this week. We're talking about little... Small road, cars. Talking about small, small cars. fun cars. Yep, like... Mazda Miatas. Honda CRX. Honda CRX. Fiat's. All the cool little cars that a lot of guys make into little road race cars or not necessarily drag cars because they ain't drag cars. Mm-hmm. They're fun mountain cruising. Some of them are. Um, well, my first new car was a SRT4. Yeah, but I'm just talking about like a lot of your mountain cruisers, convertible, yeah, yeah, yeah. two seat roadsters, cars stuff that like that. Turn and go fast and. Exactly. Anything really, um, but uh, yeah, and, and I mean, you know, in America, in the United States, we started with the small car craze probably in the early to mid '60s. Yeah, for sure. Um, before then, everything was just you know, make it bigger, make it longer, make it more comfortable. Yep. And now I feel like we've kind of gone the complete opposite in today's yep. age. It's everybody. Everybody wants some things to be bigger, but for the most part, I want it smaller, compactor, and like. But more room inside. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I want eight thousand square foot in a sixteen foot room. <laughs> right. You know, right. it's just one of the more deals. But when it comes to small car road racing, I got a great story for that. It would just happen about five years ago, I guess. A great buddy of mine, he was restoring and rebuilding a sixty five fastback three fifty GT. Mm-hmm. He calls me up, he says Hey, you got a big truck? I said, yeah. He goes, take me down to year one in Atlanta. 
I said, cool, road trip. Sounds like a fun trip. Exactly. I said, cool, sounds good. He goes, I got another friend that wants to go. He go- I said, well, more the merrier. That's fine. Well, we head off. We get down to year one. We're hanging out. It was about this time. It was nice and cool. I had on one of my racing jackets where, you know, I race uh, super late model, stuff like that. I had that on, and the guy was, at year one, started asking me a bunch of questions, and I was telling him about it or whatever, and he's like, you know, Road Atlanta's going on today. He goes, you ever been to Road Atlanta? I said, well, I've raced Road Atlanta in late models, but never a regular car. He said, well, you ought to go down there and check it out. He said, it's, I said, cool. I looked at them. I said, Sammy, Frank, y'all want to go to, yeah. Well, the back of my truck is filled with parts, and across the front windshield, it says Miller Motorsports. Well, we come rolling up to the guard shack. This guy comes out. He looks at us. I guess he sees my jacket, sees the thing. He hands us lanyards. I'm like, okay. He gets on a golf cart and takes us into the pits. That's pretty cool. At Rota. <laughs> now, per se, we ain't supposed to be in the pits. Well, we're walking around the pits with our lanyards that, like, were supposed to be there. And I'm talking to a couple people, and a guy has a open-wheel road race car. Got talking to the guy, and he's like, yeah, have you ever drove one of these? I said, no, I've done some late-model racing out here. He's like, would you like to take it for a spin? I said, do what? He's like, yeah, see if you can fit down in it. He said, it's pretty tight. I'm not a big guy. I was like, sweet. I'm going to fit in this thing somehow, some yeah, way. Shoehorn. I sh- he goes, <laughs> do you have a suit with you? I said, Matter of fact, I do. I went and got my suit out of the truck and my helmet, and he let me drive his open-wheel vintage race car at Road Atlanta. It's pretty cool. What powered it? It was. It actually was a some kind of four-cylinder. I'm not 100% sure. I know it was four-cylinder, but that thing was quick for being, uh, I mean, pretty much a tub. Yeah, it weighs 900 pounds. <laughs> exactly. Um, I drove Road Atlanta one time in a 91 Ford Taurus SHO. And what I learned, especially driving a regular car on a racetrack, is you don't realize how heavy your car is until you're (laughs) slinging it at close to 100%. Yes. Now, I have ran after that. I ran Road Atlanta in a a Supra, which was insane. That car was twin turbo. I mean, it was insane. That was almost like a death trap waiting to happen. At Road Atlanta. But Road Atlanta was a great fun course. And that's like Frank and them could not believe I'm this guy gave me his vintage open wheel car to drive and I never even knew the guy. It's pretty wild. It was it was awesome. But that's what it's all about, you know. I mean, you know, I let everybody drive my cars. I mean yeah. can't, you know. It's not fun if your buddies can't enjoy it. Yeah, but I didn't know this dude. Well, still. He didn't know me. I didn't know him, but... You're buddies now. We're buddies now. And actually, we are Facebook friends. Um, but, yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and that was just all on a whim. That was just by going down to Atlanta to year one to get some parts and ended up driving an open-wheel race car. That's how it happens, man. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It was a lot of fun. What's your favorite little road race car, if you could pick one? Um, well, I mentioned the SRT4s. Uh, I like them, but honestly, they are, believe it or not, a little heavy, really. For I mean, you can make, you can lighten them up, but um, those cars weigh at about 3,100 pounds. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I've, 
I like Hondas. Um, I had a Prelude for a while, Prelude SI, and uh, that was my, when I was much younger, uh, that was my pizza delivery car so that I didn't have to drive my Mustang everywhere, but uh, I don't know, man. Let me think about that over this commercial break, and uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to chew on that one for a little bit. I think I got a good one. Stay tuned, guys. We're right here at Hot Rods and Happy Hours on 106.3. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Thousand happy hour. In the studio tonight, we've got the man, the myth, the legend himself, Hot Rods and Happy Hours legal counsel, and all-around cool car guy, Mr. Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? Then we also got the producer, the man that makes it happen, Patrick Brown. Uh, that, was, that was a joke. I, no, okay. You, I that, thought you were going to do like Patrick the Puppet Master Brown. I'll be like, ooh, I like that. All right. We will keep that in mind. But, but, like but that. since you're not doing the cities, Richard. All right. I'd like to give a shout out to my wife's hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati. Great chili up there. Is that, is that where the Buckeyes are? No, that's uh oh that was Columbus. Good, that was a good TV show. What? The Cincinnati what Oh, WKRP? Yeah. Yeah, that it's building. Just... Every time that we go back to Michigan, we pass by that building <laughs> and you can see it from the highway. You're yeah. thinking of Columbus, Ohio. Okay. That's where Ohio State plays. I'm a Michigan fan, so I don't really care. Neither do I. I <laughs> Not a big Buckeyes fan. No, I hate the Buckeyes. <laughs> all right. So last Sorry segment. to all of our Ohio State fans, by the way, out there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't something I'm passionate about. But, uh, oh, I am. Like, go blue. Um, so last segment, Kobe, you were asking, we were talking about not necessarily road race cars, but cars that are just fun to drive on a track. And uh, Well, not only track, mountains, yeah, everywhere. Just, just curvy. Yep. Um and I remembered back in 2006 when I was working at the local Mazda dealership, um, one of the most fun cars I've ever driven that I would love to drive somewhere other than around the Lawrence Road area was a Mazda RX-8. I knew a girl that used to have one of them. It has a 9,000 RPM red line, and it beeps to tell you to shift. That's sweet. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> I actually... I knew I dated her, and she had one, but I actually never drove it because we always took my vehicle. Very, very, very agile. Not fast, but anything that goes to 9,000 RPMs, I mean, you can get some pretty good momentum. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, And, uh, yeah, actually, the first day that I worked at uh, the Mazda dealership, um, the owner said, you know, go out and get yourself acquainted. You know, drive all the cars, get to know them. The first thing I did is I drove a Mazda Speed 6 then the RX-8, and then a Miata. But when I was driving the RX-8, um, came back and everything was fine. 
the owner of the dealership came, who is a very, very talented race car driver, by the way. Uh, I don't know if I can yeah. mention the name of the dealership or not. But, yeah, uh, he is. He is. He local. is a very accomplished race car driver. Came into my office and he said, uh, were you just driving the black RX-8? And I said, yes, sir, I was. He said, did you go on so-and-so road? And I said, yes, sir. He said, don't take that road anymore. He said, somebody called the police on you. That is funny. <laughs> It's just a test drive. Yeah, really. I was just getting acquainted. I'm I'm just dogging it out just a little bit. That's that would be your sales pitch. Trust me, this car does great at nine thousand RPMs. I have proven it. Yeah, I got the good out of that one. I could see you trying to sell that car going, look, the little bit of ball tires in front, don't worry about them. But it will steadily climb at nine thousand RPMs. I've held it there. <laughs> I've seen it happen <laughs> over and over and over. All right. So, what is uh, what is your your uh, canyon carver? You know, like I said, I looks wise, and like I said, I've never drove one, but I would like to. I would on looks, not necessarily handling, and I've never drove one. I love the S two thousands. I've always loved the way they look. Yeah, they're cool cars, and they do handle unbelievably. But I've never got to driven, drive one, but eventually I I want to. Yeah, that's another one that you just really got to beat the hell out of it. But if you do, it's quite rewarding. But probably, now I have drove um, a little Lotus, a friend of mine. Oh, really? he, he has a Lotus, and I've driven it. I've driven it. And... That's a fun little car to drive. Uh, that, They're that, not reliable, probably, per se, but... The new ones are. They have Toyota yeah. engines. But it is a fun little car to drive. That essentially is a race car. Yeah, um, his is. But he's he's done a lot of suspension work to his and a couple other little mods, and it is a lot of fun to drive. It's like a go-kart. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. But it is a fun little car. What about you, Patty? You always going to be uh FJ Cruiser kind of guy? You always gonna be into girls SUVs. Okay, I I'm the type of guy. Look, I'm six foot one, two hundred and sixty five pounds. Okay, I'm a I'm a bigger male. <laughs> Fitting into those tiny cars does nothing for me. I remember I test drove a Chrysler two hundred, and my that's, knee that's not a tiny. That's not a car. tiny car. No, that to me that's no, a that's a full size sedan. My dad owns one. I was gonna say your dad owns one. <laughs> to, to me, that's a tiny car. That is not a tiny car. It's a full size sedan. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a four door sedan. Look, to yeah. me, it was a tiny car. It doesn't handle very well either. The, and they don't handle power. No, I, I, I personally, I understand the craze of tiny cars, but for me, it, it's it's something I never really got into because I could never fit in them. So if something happens to your FJ, what are you going to get? Probably a truck. Yeah. Like, I, that's just the way I am. I, I My first car that I ever drove was a Toyota Tacoma. Now, that's, that's a small not truck. not any bigger. Yeah, that's the same size as a Chrysler 200. I've had a lot of Tacomas, and they are small. And I'm six foot. They are small. And no, I'm not a big guy. No. Well, the, again, keep in mind, this was in high school. Like, this was like middle of high school. I, I, I grew another three or four inches in, you were in college. You my size then. 
Uh, I was a little heavier, but probably. Yeah, I was about uh, thank your, you. I was, about, I was about your size, your <laughs> I, height. I appreciate that. But then, like, I only drove that car for or that truck for like three or four months, and then I had to swap over to my dad because my dad had a uh, a uh, he still has a demolition and site work company, but one of his employees had ALS, and he found it that the Tacoma was a much easier truck to get in and out of every day. So he's like, "Can my employee have?" you know, your truck. And I'm like, and I, he was a family friend. So I was like, absolutely. Like whatever to make his life easier, go ahead. And my dad was like, well, you can drive the Suburban until we kind of figure out, you know, what car you should get. So I had to drive around a Suburban for a year. You went from a Suburban to an FJ. Yeah. Hmm. What? Well, what's your point? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> dude, at that point, the FJ was like a golf cart. You know, okay? <laughs> you're going around the mountains. I guarantee yeah. it was. Speaking about, you were talking about shorter and smaller. Today, I was working on Richard and his father's car. Well, I go to O'Reilly to exchange a part that they messed up on. And the guy in there goes, I know him. He's the little fella. And I started laughing. (laughs) Damn. The O'Reilly guy knows you as the little fella. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just being a- did did you correct him and say no that's the professor uh no i just started laughing and and uh i, I just started laughing well I they're said, they're bound to know who it is because you're ordering parts for an 80 chrysler cordoba exactly <laughs> but he goes he goes yeah that's the little fella he just said it just like that i mean with a straight face and all and i'm like yeah that's him awesome yeah, so you're known at O'Reilly's as a little fella. What about the little fella that works there? He really is a like he really is a little fella. The young guy who had the blue Mustang at the Travelers Rest show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's I'm bigger than him. I don't think he works there anymore. He did last week. Oh, does he? Okay. I mean, I don't know what has changed between now well, and then. But I don't know. Well, I haven't seen him there. Anymore. Okay. So, so for me, like, I, I've I've only ridden in a few small cars, and the most popular one, obviously, if, if I'm correct on this assessment of it, was the Volkswagen Beetle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are, are we counting that as a small car? It is a small car. Well, it is a small car, but are you talking about a... This uh, is old school. Okay. Air cool. Air cool. Yeah. Okay. This is... Yeah. New ones are water cooled. Yep. Yeah. This is this is old school diesel. By the uh, way... Well, they weren't diesel. They weren't diesel. Rabbits were. The rabbits were. Really? Yeah. Some were. Rabbits were and the little trucks were. Hmm. Cadillacs. Mm-hmm. See, I'm learning something new every day. There you here. go, man. This is why, uh, you know, when Look, Rob's not here, we 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 start we start you learning. You start breaking things down. Like I can ask questions and I don't feel stupid yeah, by it. Since we don't, since we don't have the entertainment factor <gasps> and the star factor, uh, we, sitting, we're just sitting here learning. Yes. And last week you would have learned a lot, Patrick. Cause me and Richard went yeah. on a Volkswagen. I need to go back and listen to the podcast of it, which, by the way, you can find on iTunes. Uh, I need to go back and listen to the podcast because I know I'm missing a lot of of stuff here. And because you're to upstairs, be, yeah. To to be honest, a lot of the stuff, you know, all, pretty much all the shows here, I usually have a subscription to on the podcast form. That way, if I do miss something that I genuinely want to hear, I'll go and listen to it while I'm driving to work. Well, we had a really good show last week. I actually yeah, it was fun. I listened to it, and it was it was very good. I haven't listened to it, but it was fun. You know what? I might listen to a little bit while we're taking this commercial break. Sounds, Sounds good. Already. 
All right, folks, stay tuned. Uh, we got plenty more Hot Rods and Happy Hour coming up here on 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, guys, welcome back into Hot Rods and Happy Hour. (laughs) (laughs) This is your automotive host with the most, Rob Pitts here. And in the studio, as always, we got the professor himself, Richard Hoskins. <laughs> shout, shout out to Sacramento, California. That's oh. what I'm talking about. Sacramento. Sacktown. Home of the kings and nothing else. <laughs> so I'm screaming. And as always, we got Hot Rods and Happy, our legal counsel, and unofficial, but probably official, Volkswagen fanboy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? Now, Kobe, we were talking a little bit about... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to pick up on all the Rob mannerisms. They they were saying that I do the intro, and I was like, what better way than do a Rob Pitts intro? That was a pretty good one. For just a minute, man. It's like... uh, I had my eyes closed. It's like our leader was here. I had my eyes closed for a second, and I... I need to spike my hair up a little bit more, and then I've been. I, no, I need shades. I need sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think sunglasses would have been the. That sounded so good. I almost lit up a cigarette right here in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> like we were outside. Yeah. Yeah, having a good time. But Kobe, we we're talking about small cars. Yep. Now, I don't think I heard this story, but like, what drew you guys into being fascinated with small cars? Well, not necessarily fascinated about small cars. Appreciative. Appreciative, yes. My first car was a Volkswagen, as we talked about last week. Richard's had small cars. I've had a bunch of small cars. I've had some Honda Civics. I've had CRXs and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're fixing to get into. The forgotten small car, like the Honda CRX, RX-7. A lot of your small forgotten cars. (laughs) Yeah, um, and these are cars that all still have, you know, a, a real following, but... And they're, they're just, still worth a lot of money. Oh, well, they're going up. Um, they just, they don't make anything like that today. No. Um, you know, like a CRX had a whopping 108 horsepower, but it's one of the most fun cars in the world. Yeah, it only weighed what? 1,700, 1,800 pounds, I think. I don't even think it weighed that much. Um, the SIs, I don't think they only weighed about 1,400 or something. I think they were a little more than that, but either way, they were light. Yeah, very light, a lot of horsepower, and just had short wheelbase. Along with like the Integras and things like that, had handling that belied a front wheel drive chassis. Um, you know, their front wheel drive cars aren't notorious for being great handling, but uh, just some of those little cars are just so light and agile they could just do things. They were giant slayers. Yes, like my little Honda CRX Si. It was a '91. I absolutely love that little car. It was so fun to drive, great gas mileage, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. I mean, nowadays, kids in high school, they're driving BMWs, new big trucks, SUVs. They didn't know what it was like to have 
a little gas saver car because now they got their mom and daddy's credit card to pay for gas where we had to work for a living to pay for our own gas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, talking about high school, uh, Patrick, you're talking about little cars. Uh, my first car was a 1986 Chevy Cavalier. Um, I reckon it got good gas mileage, but it wasn't really good at literally anything else. It was a Cavalier. Yeah, and when I got it, it had bullhorns on it, and it said Mustang across the windshield. Really? It was my grandfather's car. Oh, okay. My grandfather was a very strange man. Uh Huh, yeah. Now, Cavalier did have, what was that? Z24. There you go. Now, that one was pretty quick. They were respectable for their day. Um, You know, if you were... If you were cross-shopping, like, a Dodge Shelby Charger or something like that, you know, that, that would have been another car that you would have looked at. And, uh, you know, as the owner of a four-cylinder 86 Cavalier at the time, I worshipped him. <laughs> yeah. And then another car that's kind of forgotten is, what, the Chevy Beretta? Yeah, Beretta. Yes. Beretta and Beretta GT, Beretta Z26. Yeah. Beretta Indy. I had a um, friend of mine that had a, a Beretta uh, Z26 or whatever yeah. it was. That was a pretty cool little fun car. They were cool cars. Um, they they did a lot of different ones. Um, you know, they always had some quote unquote special one. But um, they did make in uh, I believe around ninety one ninety two. They had a Beretta GTZ that had a two point three liter quad four twin cam engine that was putting out like 180, 185 horsepower. That's out of a non turbo four cylinder. That is a lot. Yeah, and thirty years ago. Yeah. Another cool car a friend of mine had in high school was a Ford Probe GT. That's a cool. Them, I wanted a Ford Probe GT. They're very good looking cars. Yeah, they were. They were sharp, the, uh, especially the second generation. But the first generation was faster. Yeah, they were really cool cars. But well, that is that's a good example of a forgotten one. Uh, the Beretta too. I mean, I guess they got their followers kind of like Murata's do. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe not <laughs> all six of them. <laughs> maybe not exactly like Murata's do, but uh, yeah, those are cars that most young people today are like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like when you you know riding around your Murata. People don't really realize what it is. A lot of people probably mistake it a lot of times for what? What's that Ford that kind of looks like at Fairmont? Fairmont. That's what I was fixing to say. And then I have to I actually smack seen a Ford. those people. <laughs> I seen a guy. Matter of fact, on the way to o'reilly's today to get your parts i actually seen a ford fairmont broke down on the road <laughs> i did and so many ford jokes yeah but no it was broke down on the side of the road um and it actually one of the local towing companies and i actually waved at him and honked but yeah it was kind of funny uh, i'm surprised i didn't just leave it it was actually a very good looking one was it yeah old cars break I yeah mean, they it, do it i mean all of them do what is probably one of your favorite forgotten cars uh dodge shelby charger i knew you were gonna say that oh my brother had one when he was in high school and i was in middle school and uh he painted it plum crazy purple and silver uh it was burgundy and silver from the factory and it had like what to us kids at the time we thought it was like tricked out it had a Flowmaster exhaust can and air filter uh, split fire spark plugs (laughs) you know the the big stuff and uh it was you know, I was in middle school, and I got my license. He still had it, and uh, I used to, when he was away at college, I used to drive it, and a uh, thing just, talk about fun. Now, you know, us here at Hot Rods and Happy Hour, 
we make fun of the Mazda RX-7. Yes, we do. But at the end of the day, that is a very fun little car. It's a brilliant car. It um, is a very fun car to drive. They're it, just unbelievably unreliable. Yes, but unbelievably powerful Yeah, for their little power plant and what they are. What's funny is the first ones had a 1.1 liter or 1.3 liter. I think the first ones were 1.1 liter. I could be mistaken. I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong. Um, with a four-barrel carburetor, and they got like 14 miles to the gallon. Yeah. And uh, a, a, a very to-do family in our small, small town, their son actually got one when they first come out, and everybody was kind of jealous of them. I was kind of, too, because that was a cool little car. I think it might have been car of the year the first year that yeah, it was, was introduced. His was black, black interior. You know, it was a sharp little car. I mean, that thing would fly. Yeah, they were, they were neat. Um, I mean, you know, we, we joke about them because there's a lot of things about them to joke about. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they really were a brilliantly designed car. And just uh, Mazda really, really took a lot of chances bringing a car like that to market and uh, to have such success with it. Now, I'm not the rotary guru but i remember reading something about the whole rotary system still to this day they really don't understand how that thing really operates per se not real well yeah um <laughs> they 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 have a lot of performance capabilities at high rpms but you have to have they've got like an oil pump that pumps oil into the engine into the fuel system um rotaries operate essentially they've got some number of triangles that sit on top of each other and counter spin and that creates combustion but i don't know maybe talk a little bit more about uh, some rotary engines right here on 106.3 word t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.